Dawn breaks over Roth. You find yourself, Mist, where you have oft found yourself of late. You sit cross-legged upon the roof of the Temple of Dawn, your tome open in your lap. Below you, the Percival School shines in the morning light. Beyond it, in the distance, you spy the Red Square and the castle itself. You briefly consider another sojourn into the castle. This brings a smile to your face. You are staring at the castle, lost in mischievous thoughts, when you notice the sky begin to darken. At least you first believe it to be the sky. The darkness closes in around you. You blink, uncertain whether you're still conscious. You find yourself in a black void. You take a few tentative steps as you try to puzzle this out. A booming voice fills the emptiness. Its power and might compels your soul to tremble in awe. It says, Mist on the river. It has been too long since we talked. Hey, Cat Sith, what's up? What have you been doing there? I have not heard from you in an age. I sent you there with a purpose, and you do nothing. I've been writing. You've been writing about steeples, pagodas, minarets, and other things I do not give a fuck about. Language. Uh, uh, well, what about, like, the, you know, squid-faced monstrosity, robbing thieves, you know, showing up thieves at their own game, which still, I'm pretty sure I am the Thieves' Guild master, but that's an argument for another day. I don't care about the Thieves' Guild, Mist. Do you think I give a fuck about what they do in their guild? Do you think I give a fuck about 90% of what you call your writing? I mean, I guess everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Kind of harsh criticism, but, you know. Mist, give me a constitution save. Yeah, that's fair. That's a nice average roll of uh, 13. You start to feel pain creeping up your spine. Ow, 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 ow. I will not suffer your insolence, Mist on the River. Mark me. What I have granted you can easily be reclaimed. That power you flaunt, make no mistake, it is mine. And so by using it, I demonstrate how powerful you are, right? No, Mist. You demonstrate how powerful you are. Yeah, probably. I have not heard my name once. What have you done for me, Mist? Uh... You're going to have to be more specific. Constitution save again. <laughs> 17. Tries it again, and it's even less painful. Do not try my patience again, Debashi. Now, tell me about this creature. Well, I mean, it's in the book, but... Uh, dragged in to steal a supposedly magical rock. Spoiler alert, not so magical. Uh, from this brotherhood cult thingy in nightfall and turns out uh it's actually like like a farm for some kind of uh creature with uh, tentacles coming out of its face sucked a dude's brain out really gross then basically mind fucked all the uh other humans into attacking us so not a cool thing uh not at all something that probably needs to die and if the Chosen of uh, Cat Sith were to be the one to take this thing's head, you know, it might, uh, might, might, uh, well, turn some heads. That is the first sensible thing 
you've said in some time. But tell me, Mist, this place was a place of power. Why did you not claim it for me? Um, mm. so, so, <clears throat> um, it, it may have slightly caught on fire. Uh, Constitution say. Oh, nine. Now that doesn't do it. So you, it hits your head and it is overwhelming as if somebody has your head stuck in a vice. The pain is so extreme that you topple over to the ground and hold your head in agony. <laughs> and just as suddenly as it came on, it goes away. No. I know what happened, Mist. Okay, we set it on fire. Well, the paladin set it on fire. Is that what you want? No, Mist. I want you to think. I want you to put that tongue of yours aside. Stop with the snark and use that brain of yours for something more. Well, then why did you ask me? Do you, do you want... Do you want a pile of smoldering rubble? Is that is that the kind of place of power you want? This is your final warning, Mist. Take that tone with me again, and you will spend eternity in this void as I toy with you until you beg for death. Taking out squid monster that eats people's brains? I kind of reckon to be the service of something more. There's just silence as you stand in the void alone. So we good? I'll call you. You call me. Marco? I have a task for you. It would seem another fey plots to move against me. Dog Sith? Hate that guy. I do not know this fey's identity, but I know they search for something. Something within that city. Behold. All of a sudden, the void goes away, and you find yourself standing on the roof. It's dark. It's across the city you see a shaft of light illuminating one building. That is where you must go. Although, I do not trust your friends not to interfere in my affairs. Hey, don't worry, we're really good at splitting the party, so this won't be an issue. Upon that spot, you will meet two others I have sent to aid you. Together you will end this incursion and bring glory upon my name. And Mist, don't Fuck this up. You travel across the city. It takes you a fair amount of time. Zoroth so is fairly large. There's people milling about, but as the hour grows later, you see fewer and fewer walking the streets. You try to stay towards the alleys because you don't want to be stopped by any of the local militia or constabulary or anyone, or maybe run into Broton or Gruber or possibly Silway out running away from Trevor. Eventually, you find yourself in a charming district filled with small shops. You approach cautiously to where the beam of light shines. As you approach, you see a very quaint little building with two leaded glass windows, a hand-painted sign above it, which reads Sanderson's Toys. And lurking nearby the building, you see two Tabashi. And they are... Uh, moderately tall for Tabashi. Tabby furred male Tabashi. He is very well padded, we'll say. Uh, he's not 
not super fit. He's wearing leather armor, but also has uh, what's what's that little tie? Th- is it a, like a bolero? Oh, a bolo tie? Yeah, he's got a bolo tie. That's it. And what's he doing? He's licking his paws. <laughs> okay. All right, Ames. Standing outside that building is another Tabashi. He is a male Tabashi, first of all, and he is about five and a half feet tall, sort of broadly built. Like he is a, a short but still very large cat with tiger stripes. And he is dressed as what looks like a sailor. Not very heavily armored, dressed for movement. And he is wearing a very wide-brimmed hat with a very large poopy feather sticking out of it. So, Mist, you come upon this scene. Hey, you guys, you're the the ones I'm supposed to meet up with? I mean, because there's so many Tabashi in this city. Lick. (laughs) Lick. Lick. (laughs) Lick. Uh, you must be missed. What's up, dude? Since my reputation precedes me, you are... He steps forward and throws out his hand in a very aggressive manner and says, Rays of the Sun, good to meet you. You can call me Ray. Rays of the Sun. Oh, he was introducing himself. I thought it was just like a greeting. <laughs> Praise the Sun, y'all. No, yes, Rays of the Sun. I like that. He's standing there holding out his paw, like expecting you to shake it and look oh, at you. Oh, yeah, d- d- does, in- does indeed shake it. He squeezes your hand very firmly. It's a show of dominance almost, like how hard he's squeezing your paw. And then he gives it a, he gives it a weird little tug right towards his body. Oh, yeah, he like pulls you towards him. Total power move. Yeah, it's, that's got a, got a good strength score you do there. That's uh... Fun fact, his strength is zero. He's way overcompensating. Okay, so these two are practically arm wrestling here in the street then? Uh, no, Mist is just going to extricate himself from that as quickly as he can without seeming overly rude. <laughs> so, so the other cat uh, stands up and, and sort of sidles up and says, Hello. I'm Rumbling Mountain, but everybody calls me Rum Tum Tubby. Not everybody calls him that. I don't call him that. Pleased to make your acquaintance. And he holds out his paw. The one he's just been licking? Yeah. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> yeah, he's been licking both of them. Miss discreetly slips on a light pair of gloves before taking his hand. Pleased to make your acquaintance. Likewise. So what do you guys do when you're not errand runners Speaking for myself, I do what I do do, and there's no doing anything about it. I'm a little angry that you're the one getting in all the... (laughs) You're committing so hard to this bit, and I've been trying to be surreptitious about dropping T.S. Eliot references, but uh, okay, that's that's, uh, that's what we're doing here. I'm in character, Mike. (laughs) No, that's fine. (laughs) That's who I am. I don't know what this guy does, but... I kept in a ship. Oh, well, I never. A cat uh, so clever as to handle water. That's an unusual profession for one of us. The trick is to stay out of the water. Uh, well, this is very true. Yes. Which I find it's a lot easier to stay out of the water if you're not anywhere near it. Hey, you do you, man. So, uh, what what's the what are we doing? What what are what are we doing? I was told that there was some fae that we don't like doing something over here. I was also told there would be treats. What kind of treats are you looking for, man? Any kind. Really? Yeah. Digging this voice out of I really am. <laughs> you got any nip? Wait, did he really ask that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
is part of my character now. <laughs> you want a nip? I always got nip. Miss produces this, this giant cat blunt. No, I'm kidding. Except <laughs> <laughs> so they wouldn't smoke it. They just like bat at the end of it. They roll around in it, eat it. Yeah, like shred it to bits. Anyway, I'm losing interest. What are we doing? I don't know about you. I was told to come find this guy. And I was told to find you lot. Do, do you guys see, like, the shining light beacon thing coming out of the sky? Or is that just me? Where? Shining light beacon? What? No, don't worry. I, I think I'm still coming down. I'm going to take a peek around. Does it look like this building is particularly occupied or active? Or is it just all dark? You and... peek in the window. And it's somewhat blurry because it's not very good glass. But it looks like there's some sort of scuffle going on in the store. And as you press your ear to the glass, you can hear shouts and the occasional clang of metal. Dude, dude, what's going on there? Uh, it sounds like a fight. So Mist, with that, pops open the door and darts in, ready for anything. Ray is all over this as well. He just, he dies straight in right after this. Fuck yeah, there's a fight. Let's go. You enter the store. And it is an infinitely charming store with all manner of wooden and stuffed toys. There are swords and tea sets, wind-up constructs and wood carvings of birds, dragons, and all manner of creature both magical and mysterious. A shout interrupts your appreciation as you see a small monkey leap from a shelf and do what looks like an elbow drop onto the back of a bird-like creature which is brandishing a sword. The bird-like creature swings wildly and snaps as the monkey lands on its back and rolls off the other side. Standing in front of the bird creature is a small bear and a small lizard-like creature standing on two legs. The bird swings. The bear and the lizard dance away. The bear wields a small club like a baseball bat. The lizard creature, which stands on two legs and has little tiny arms, snaps at the bird creature with a ferocious yet adorable roar. Roll for initiative. 21. 21. 18. Okay, so Ray, Rum, Bird, and then Mist goes last. Which is weird, because Mist usually goes first. Mist finds the place really charming. Ray just charges straight in. He's all about this. Like, he's got his claws out, ready to uh, swipe at these things. I think he's completely indiscriminate about it. Whichever one's nearest to him... He's just going to charge at it. I mean, the, the the bear and the lizard creature are between you and the bird creature. Uh, the monkey's on the other side of the bird, but they all, the bear, the monkey, and the lizard are fighting the bird. But I think Ray would just decide that this is a good chance to help gang up on the bird. <laughs> so <laughs> he's charging straight for the bird. He's like, yes, I love a good fight. And he just like runs right through the through the crowd and uh, tries to tackle the bird. <laughs> You're going to try to tackle the bird. Yes. All right. You 15. push past the bear and the lizard and you reach out and you grab the bird. He struggles, but he's able to push you off. Aww. So now you are standing in front of him. And you've got a bear to your left and a small lizard-like creature to your right. He's, a, he's still all about this bird. He thinks the bird is the one that we're all supposed to be getting up on. And also, he's a bird, because, you know, cats love all right, birds. Alright, so, Rummy. So, in my head, Rumtum has not 
rushed in after these two. <laughs> so he's gonna sort of sidle over to the side of the building where he, there's a guitar leaning there, and he's gonna pick up the guitar, sling it over his back, and then pull out a light crossbow, and then head in towards the door. And that's what I'm gonna do on my You turn. walk into the door and you see the scene playing out before you. And now it's the bird creature's attack, which nobody really knows what it is, because, I mean, Silway and, and Rotan would, but neither of them are here, so. It's a bird. What the bird-like creature slashes at you with a sword and connects in your arm. Oh. And you take nine points of damage. Wow. I, Ray is not happy, but he's, oh, you little shit, come here. He's all about this, like, taking down this bird now. <laughs> All right, miss. Is there any way to tell who, who's the aggressor here? I mean, obviously we are, but like... Uh, Ray is the aggressor? <laughs> Give me an insight check. Oh, these always go great for Mist. Uh, seven. Uh, you're not sure. Ray and Rummy also want to give uh, insight checks. Perhaps you can discern what's going on. Nope, Ray does not care what's going on. He just wants to kill this bird. I'll take it in. That is a seven. <laughs> okay, so none of you have any idea what's going on here. You've just stumbled into a fracas in the toy shop. Hey, which one of you is Sanderson? None of us is Sanderson. Are you nuts? He ducks as the bird swings at him. Do we look like we're Sandersons? Oh, jeez. Oh, God, we are Insight check? Do I believe this guy? Ten. As you look at him a little bit more, they're all very small, and they look like they may have once been toys, as opposed to the bird creature who looks like a vagabond. Okay. Eldritch Blast on the bird. Does a 20 hit? Uh, yes. Okay, so then I assume a 26 also hits. It would also hit. 25 force damage on this bird. Your Eldritch Blast catches the bird straight in the chest and with a dying caw it falls over backwards and unfortunately lands on the monkey that couldn't get out of its way and all of a sudden you just hear can nobody help me here jeez got a stupid bird on me can nobody help me god thanks i go over to the monkey and i'm used to helping monkeys up come here the monkey jumps up and dusts himself off, and then gets in like a kung fu fighting stance and looks at you. Don't come any closer. I, I swear don't come any closer. I know kung fu. Dude, if I, if, if I wanted to hurt you, I'd have just left you under the bird. Okay, you're kind of right about that. Okay. I'm kind of right about a lot of things, but you'll figure that out. I'm just going to go out of limb here. Are you guys toys? All of a sudden, you hear a voice next to you. Oh, Rex, mm, meat, quack. And the small little lizard thing leans down and starts gnawing on the bird corpse. Uh, hey, hey, need you to not do that right now. Oh, mm, no. Rex, meat. Rex, hung, meat. Uh, just, just, just sit tight. There'll be plenty of time for cannibalizing corpses later. Hmm, Okay. Do you have any treats? The little lizard, or dinosaur, we might say, 
starts jumping up and down and pointing at the bird corpse. Mm, treat, meat, meat, treat. Mm. I gotta side with the lizard here, dude. That bird looks delicious. <laughs> Let's figure out what it is first. I'm gonna go have a look over this bird's corpse and see if, uh, you know, has he got a wallet? What's what's his deal? You search the bird's corpse, and in addition to his short sword, which was very terrible quality, you find a small coin purse with maybe four gold pieces and a couple silver pieces. And you find a small wooden figure of a bird. Carries around a picture of his wife and kids. I can get that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad somebody got that. (laughs) Yo, why are we not eating this bird? Let's eat this bird. Aw, jeez. The bear's looking up at you. Seriously, Toots? You don't want to eat that bird. Toots? The fuck are you? I'm a bear. Don't you start with me, okay? I'm a tabashi. What, what, what are we doing here? You want to fight? You don't know who I am, but you'll find out. The bear brings the club that he's holding like a bat and starts <laughs> swinging it. And then the monkey jumps over and gets in between you and says, All right. Hey, 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 hey. Everybody, calm down. Calm down. Come on, bear. Come on. Come on, everybody. Everybody calm down. Calm down. I want to surreptitiously smell them. (laughs) Are are these flesh creatures, or are they some other kind of creature? Give me a perception check. That's not great. That's a five. They smell much like everything else in the store, which is vaguely of sawdust and a little bit sense of cinnamon, which hangs in the air. Are you made of me? The bear spins around and stares up at you and says, Hey, Tubby. I was just sitting here waiting for some kid to take me to his forever home or her forever home. Wherever. I didn't mind. I didn't care. All of a sudden, poof, I'm alive. I'm here. And all of a sudden, you guys are here. I don't know what I'm made of. Do we know each other? You said my name. How would I know your name? The bear face palms. Aw, jeesh. What's your name? My name is Little Bear. That's all it is and that's all it'll ever be. And then the monkey steps forward, kind of pushing the bear aside and says, My name is Funky Monkey. Because I am the funkiest monkey you will ever meet. And then the dinosaur starts jumping up and down and says, "Mm, Rex, Rex, me, Rex. Okay. It's going to be a lot to keep track of. So we're going to call you Rex and we're going to call you Monkey. And we're going to call you Bear. All right? Monk. Bear. Monk. Okay, we'll call you Monk then. Whether we're talking about the monkey or the monk, okay. The monkey starts throwing out his fists again, as if he is a monk, or in a, like a kung fu movie. Okay, we're gonna call you monkey, and we're gonna call you bear, and I'm bored of this conversation. I'm gonna go see if I can find some treats. <laughs> I'm gonna go search the store. I think Ray's gonna sidle up next to, to Mist and be like, 
Yo, what is up with this place? This place is fucked up, man. It's a toy shop that was being burgled by a bird and defended by... I'm going to go with the toys. Yo, I got eyes. I'm asking what the hell are we doing here? So, what do you guys know about this bird? You said Sanderson's the one that made you. Is he, like, pissed anyone off lately? The bear looks up at you. He seems to be the leader of this motley crew. And says... I... I, I, I don't really know what happened. We were just kind of here, minding our own business, when these four bird creatures just came in. Three of them took Sanders downstairs. Oh, my Sanderson. Anyway, one of them stayed up here, and the three of us came to life, and we were, we were going to put a hurting on them. That's when I took my club, and Funky started with his kung fu. <sighs> anyway, we were we were getting ready for battle when you guys walked in. How it all happened, we have no idea. But we're ready to fight, and we're ready to get Sanderson back. Well, more like helped you with the bird creature. Uh, show me where the downstairs is. He jerks a paw over his back shoulder. It's incredibly adorable. And you see a curtain behind the desk in back. Remy, you're exploring the store, and you see all sorts of toys and trinkets. I think I'm going to climb up on one of the shelves for a better view. All right, give me a dexterity check. That's a, a 18. Okay, you start to climb up the shelf, and you have no trouble making it up the shelf. But as it gets to the top, it becomes apparent that these shelves were not designed with your weight in mind. And all of a sudden, the entire bookcase or shelving unit starts to come off the wall and fall backwards. Give me a dexterity check. And Miss and Ray also give me a dexterity check. 16. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Mist is quite preoccupied with the curtain and rolling up his sleeves to get down that way that he doesn't even notice the thing about to fall. <laughs> <laughs> so the... With, with my 16, can I jump to another shelf? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, but are you, are you jumping towards the back of the store or towards the front of the store? Oh, I'll leap to the right. So you land on that shelf, and suddenly the structural integrity of that shelf starts to give out. Okay, okay, I'm going to jump to another <laughs> shelf. <laughs> or not, that's an eight. <laughs> you go to jump, and you mistime your jump, and much like many cats on YouTube, end up jumping short and plummeting straight to the ground. Meanwhile, the original shelf falls and ray it catches you in the legs knocking you to the ground like you're trying to dive out of the way but it catches you like in the hip in the lower part of your body and knocks you to the ground pinning you there and missed it hits you square in the back knocking you prone both of you take two points of damage ray you can probably extricate yourself easily missed you are completely under the shelf full of toys and rummy you land after your leap and stand up and start licking yourself as if you intended to do that all along. Ray scrambles out from under his shelf and he's like standing up and like adjusting his nice hat with the feather. 
And he's looking over at uh, Rummy. Yo, what the, what the hell are you doing, you little fruitcake? Oh. Hey, shut up. Be a little help. You look over and you see that the monkey is holding the dinosaur, like hugging him tight. And he's glaring at you. And the bear is trying to lift the shelving unit off of Mist without much luck. And Ray goes over to like help take the, the shelf off of Mist. But I think he's going to do it with just like his foot, like try to kick it off of him. Rather than actually bend down and be useful. You kind of nudge your foot under there and give it a half-hearted, huh, and nothing happens. The bear just looks up at you and glares. What? You want to go, bear? Don't you start with me. I can help. You've helped enough. That's a 17. You're able to lift the bookcase and, Mist, you can scramble out from beneath it. In the process, your hat got knocked off. Unacceptable. Where's the hat? It's on the floor. Grabbing the hat. The top is slightly dented. Unacceptable. <laughs> I murder oh. rumbles. <laughs> <laughs> Ray is snickering when he sees this. Who put these shelves in here? Those things are dangerous. Can I straighten the hat? Can I? Oh, you can. Um, you may have to take it to a wizard or a haberdashery to actually get it mended properly i mean you can push it back out but there's a little wrinkle in it does it still do what it should do uh you can try i put it on i turn into a giant crow man not a giant crow man a a, a medium-sized crow man you turn into a medium-sized crow man the bear shrieks and then charges at you with his back whoa 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 Slow it down. You can do the old, like, hold a hand out and just, like, put it on his forehead and he just swings away but can't get any closer. Nope, 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 nope. Still the cat, still the cat, still the cat. Slowly the bear relaxes and stops the swinging and then looks up at you quizzically. I disable the disguise. I remove the disguise. And then you see behind the bear is the monkey, and he puts his hand to his head and gives the, like, head-exploding gesture. You just blew my mind. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty awesome. Just had to make sure this was still, you know, going to be able to do that. Dude, dude, can we switch hats? You can have my hat. It's bigger than yours. It's got a better feather. We could totally trade, though. Yeah, no. Ah... All right, just don't be that bird again. Well, actually, now that I think about it, it might be a good way to get downstairs without immediately picking a fight. You're going to be that bird again? I'm going to be, I point at the corpse, I'm going to be that bird. And you want me to not pounce on you? Uh, yeah, because let me make one thing very clear. I will end you. Oh, dude, it is on. Dana, I'd like to climb another shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do I notice him going off to do this? Give me a perception check. Uh, oh, that's that's good. That is a 21. Yes, you notice him begin to climb a shelf. Probably at some distance. I cast Shape Water and throw a spray of mist at Rumbles. No, no, down, down, I, down. I climb up it faster. <laughs> All right, give me a dexterity check, Rumble. Uh, yeah, that's a 16. I swear to God, these shelves are terrible. <laughs> so you get up to the top and it starts to creak and one side of it threatens to come loose. But it hasn't fallen yet. 
Uh, I want to I want to leap to something. Okay, dexterity check. Yes, nineteen. Okay, and this one stays up. Haha. And seems to be solidly attached to the wall. I want to look around. Do I see anything from my perch? You see a couple of angry Tabashi staring up at you. Eighteen. <laughs> I see them so good. Looks like a tornado went through the store with broken toys scattered everywhere, shelves tipped over. It's a right mess. You're fairly proud of yourself for your work, as most cats would be. I am. I'm very proud. Well, would you look at that? You're a tremendous asshole, yes. You you have established that. Would you get down here? Why? Get down off the shelf, asshole. Why? We have a job to do. Okay, I'm bored now. Uh, <laughs> I, I jump down to the ground, and uh, I'll head to the stairs. Maybe there are treats down here. Well, at least he's moving in the right direction. Hey, uh, Rumbles, wait, 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 wait. My name is Rum Tum Tubby. <laughs> if you want me to call you Tubby, I will gladly call you Tubby. So, Tubby, wait a minute. I am what I am. And there's no doing anything about it. Yes, yes, I, I know the poem too. Although, frankly, <laughs> y'all are a little more Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser right now. But let's try something a little more subtle. And I will shapeshift into the giant dead blue bird. Ray's making a wisdom saving throw. Okay, you're good. I literally... <laughs> I kind of... I, I notice him sort of struggling to restrain himself. And I just say, I literally told you five seconds ago that I was going to do this again. Hey, did you see me attack you? I'm, I'm restraining myself. I'm going to cast the sky self on myself to make me look like Mike. <laughs> Mike the player? I mean, that that would be meta. That would be no. super meta. Just disguised as a random human. <laughs> no one will suspect I'm a cat. <laughs> you can call me Mike. <laughs> no, I want to disguise myself as the bird person. All right, so you both look the same. Yes. In bird culture, this is called a dick move. Wisdom saving throw. Oh, natural 20. Okay. You're lucky. Ray is not attacking either of you. How fortunate we feel. You have both successfully turned into the same bird person. Let me go first. Let me see what's going on down there. And then I'll call for you if it's when it turns into a fight. What if I get bored? Are any of these toys that are now on the floor mouse-shaped? Good search. Give me a perception check. Uh, 12? You find a small possum, which is kind of close to a mouse. If you get bored, here, play with the pointy kitty. No, dude, I got something better. Hold on. And Ray pulls out a petrified mouse out of his little side pouch. That is literally written on my character sheet, and I have no idea why. What? It It says petrified mouse right here on my character sheet. I assume it's a little... I don't know if it's a real mouse to turn to stone or what, but... I think we should pause here briefly. Aims for you to explain the origin of your character. Oh, yes. So I, I tasked my brother with coming up with my character, and so he rolled up a Tabashi and created a foul-mouthed, drunken sailor druid. And so as I was browsing the character sheet he sent to me, down here in the equipment section, 
Next to 50 feet of silk rope and common set of clothes is Petrified Mouse. So, thank you, Kent. Your mouse proved useful. <laughs> oh, Petrified Mouse. I love this game. <laughs> Be careful with it. That's my favorite mouse. It's a great game. <laughs> okay, I'll start batting at it. <laughs> with them safely distracted, I'm going to slip behind the curtain and start making my way downstairs. I think Katseth has some poor choice in Acolytes. As do I. (laughs) While you two are talking, you notice the bear creep behind Mist and stands at the entrance to the basement, poking his head through the curtain with his baseball bat in a ready stance. Stairway descends and turns around in a 180-degree arc so that the basement, you can tell, is directly underneath the upper floor. The basement is far larger than you would expect for such a small shop. Workbenches with half-completed toys fill it. Cogs, gears, and springs dangle from the ceiling. A furnace rumbles in the far corner. Its angry orange glow lends the workshop a sinister aspect. In one corner, a tall, slender tabashi ransacks a roll-top desk. Papers, objects, and other miscellanea fly over his shoulder as he conducts his search. He is so engrossed in his search, he does not notice your arrival. Are there any bird people down here? Or do I see the uh, captured shopkeep? Give me a perception check. 19. You see a each one of the corners attempting to hide in shadows are three bird people. You don't see the shopkeep, but along the opposite wall, you see what looks like a very fancy and very odd door. Ah. Uh. Hey, boss! The Tabashi stands up and turns around and stares at you. What are you doing down here? I thought you were supposed to be upstairs. What was all that racket? Yeah, boss, the toys came to life, but don't worry. I took care of them. Why do you talk so weird? You got, like, a different voice. Sorry, I had had something in my throat. Hang on, still trying to get it out. I don't even know why I hired you bird people. You're very strange. He looks over in the corner towards where the other Kenku, and he gestures one of them over, and he says, Hey, Pao, why don't you go see what's wrong with him? He looks kind of strange. And the uh, Kenku walks up to you and looks at you and says, Who are you? I feel fine. I feel happy. Are you trying to bluff him at all, or are you just trying to? Yeah, no, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to. So, right, the I'm I'm trying to bluff him, and that's a Monty Python I reference. Know, I know. Adam I looks know. in your direction. I know, and you can only speak in things you've heard before. So, assuming he has seen the Holy Grail. Well, the bird person turns around and looks back at the Tabashi, and he says, "Ah, uh, I don't know, Chaz. I think it all Bart works out. Mm, I don't know. He still looks kind of strange." He's acting really weird. But, you know, you bird people are weird. So, go hide in the corner there. Uh, I forgot your name. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and he continues searching the desk. I knocked over how many shelves of these things <laughs> in here? Oh. They are not the smartest. They heard you, but they amazingly <laughs> bought Miss Sly. Oh, I'm not questioning. I just, I'm very entertained by this. <laughs> and meanwhile, upstairs, Mist has been down there for some time, and you're beginning to lose interest in the petrified mouse. 
I got it again. Did you see? <laughs> I'm so sick of this damn mouse. What the hell's taking so long the down there? The bear turns back at you and says, Shh! You shut up! Don't shush me, toots! Stop calling me toots! I hate a toots! You wanna fight? The little dinosaur walks up to you, Ray, and tugs at your pant leg. What? Says, what do you want? Says, no fight, no friend, no. No friend? I thought we were... Oh. <laughs> if you don't want to fight, tell your little bear friend to knock it off. Stop telling me what to do. Mm, bear, Rex, friend. Yeah, tell your friend, the bear, to stop messing with me. I got it again. I got I got the mouse. Oh my god, give me that goddamn mouse. And he like he tries to swipe the mouse away no, from you. No, no, it's, it's mine. <laughs> I said, give me the goddamn mouse. I climb a shelf. <laughs> I chase <laughs> Alright, roll a dexterity check. No, oh, thank you. That's an eight. Ray, also give me a dexterity check. <laughs> 17. I I still look like a bird person, too, which is probably not <laughs> not a good time to run. You just look ridiculous trying to climb the shelf, and your foot hits a toy and slips, and you go falling off the shelf, and because you're so in character... You try to flap your arms, thinking that somehow that will make a difference, <laughs> only to fall hard on the ground. Ray, on the other hand, you scramble up to the top of the shelving unit. Do I have time to cast Featherfall? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no okay. it's way too oh. quick. And as you get towards the top, the shelf comes loose from the wall and starts to fall backwards. <laughs> Give me a dexterity Ah, uh, one. <laughs> Tubby, give me a dexterity check. Thirteen. You are able to step out of the way. Ray, you are not so lucky as the shelf comes tumbling down and pins you beneath it. You take two points of damage. I'm like half dead from this encounter. <laughs> down at the basement, Mist, you hear a loud crash come from upstairs. <laughs> and the Tabashi stands up and he says, Hey, what was that? And he gestures at the other Kenku and you to go check it out. And the Kenku start to file upstairs. In addition to the crash, there's also a loud yowl of pain. I mean, I think you need to do that yowl. No! Ah! That was terrible. No! 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 Is that what tigers sound like? Probably. Is that what sure. tigers sound like? Probably. Just, just like that. <laughs> Since there's already a Kenku that looks like me upstairs, I'm going to let the other three start up the stairs, and I'm going to go last to follow them. But then, as I get to the stair and let the other three go up, I'm going to turn towards uh, Chaz, was yeah, it? Yeah, Chaz. His, his name was Chaz? <laughs> yes. And I'm going to need him to make a wisdom save. It's Chaz with three Zs. Of course it is. Why? What are you trying to do to him? I'm going to cast Charm Person. I turn and point my finger at him as I dismiss my disguise. You point your finger at him, and he narrows his eyes, and he glares at you. Oh, so that's how you play it, Tabashi scum. Made your save, didn't you? He did. <laughs> he flicks out his claws. <sighs> Roll for initiative. Yep. Damn you, die. 18. You still go first. 
Okay, as I say, it literally, like, it ro- like, I watched the 20 fall away. Well, this is awkward. Upstairs, the three Kenku walk up the stairs, and they get to the top of the stairs and peel back the curtain. And as they do so, the bear swings his bat right at the knee of the lead Kenku. Oh, no. And he connects. Gotcha! Which way do Kenku knees bend? This one may bend the other way now. Oh, he clobbers him in the knee. The Kenku yowls and emits the same sort of cat yowling that Ray just did and falls down to one knee. Roll for initiative. 11. 14. Ray is first. Okay, so Ray is uh, prone from his fall, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is still under the bookcase. Okay, so he's going to spend, spend his turn, like, extricating himself and getting up. Give me a strength check at disadvantage. Uh, I rolled a five. All right, well, th- yeah, you're not getting up. So you start to push at it. You're like, oh, if only I did more bench presses. And it falls back down on top of you. So Ray is stuck under the bookshelf. It is Tubby's turn. I want to cast Unseen Servant. Okay. And, like, send it over to help try and lift the shelf off of the other Tabashi. How much can it lift? It has it has strength of two. So, <laughs> not... It's the thought that counts. <laughs> really. Not, not that Rum Tum Tubby thinks much through. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Give me a strength check at minus four. Uh, that's a nine. Ray, you see the bookshelf start to vibrate and then lift up about an inch before it falls back down on you. <laughs> and then I want to say to the Kenku, what are you doing? The Kenku downstairs is an imposter. I'm the real Kenku. Don't you recognize your friend? As they will step over his corpse. <laughs> Give me a persuasion check. <laughs> okay, that's gonna be a uh, 23. <laughs> they stop short. The second one turns around and points down the stairs. And the third one turns around and goes back downstairs. But two of them remain. One of them's down on the ground, nursing his knee, and the other one is still up there. Oh, shoot. I said I just, like me, Adam, just remembered that the body of the Kenku is, like, lying here <laughs> on the floor. Well, there's a good chance that it's actually covered with all the bookshelves, so. <laughs> it's a little bird feeder sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, kick them a little to try it, like. With a battle cry and a... The monkey comes darting into the scene and starts punching and kicking. Yeah the Kenku that's down on one knee. And amazingly, his punches seem like they're doing a fair amount of damage. And he hits him like three times and then kicks him in the head, and then the Kenku topples over. His punches have the power of kicks. <laughs> Kick puncher. <laughs> one of the Kenku is going to attack, and he's going to attack the bear. He hits the bear hard, and the bear lets out an adorable and heart-wrenching scream. And then stumbles back, and the monkey rushes in and grabs hold of him and cradles him in his arms. He's still breathing, died, but he's not looking good. So it goes back up to the top of the order, and Ray, you are still under the bookcase. Alright, try again. 19! You are able to maneuver the bookcase up enough so you can scoot out from underneath it. 
in the process of moving the bookcase, you reveal the body of the other Kenku. And the Kenku in the doorway who just hit the bear looks at it and screams, George, no! No, he is also an imposter. (laughs) (laughs) Tubby, it is your pack. It is I, George, Rum Tum Tubby. And then I shoot him with my crossbow. Not very well. Hmm, does a nine hit? No. Diana. No, sorry. Uh. So the <laughs> the crossbow bolt flies across the room and embeds itself in the door frame next to the Kenku and then just sits there kind of vibrating. Boom. Oh, it pulls to the left. <laughs> it's, like it's a crossbow, like you should be able to see if it pulls to the left. The bear is lying there in the monkey's arms and the bear reaches down and puts his hands over the wound, his paws, and all of a sudden you see a bright light and the wound is gone. So after this happens, the monkey, seeing that the bear is in better shape, drops the bear and takes a couple swings at the Kenku and promptly misses. And the Kenku, for his turn, will attack the monkey. And he misses. And now we're back up to Ray. Ray's going to attack the bird. Which bird? Which bird? It will be determined right now with a wisdom check. Oh, no. Oh, natural 20. He knows which bird to attack. Well, I mean, I don't know. Which, that could really go either way. <laughs> All right, he's going to attack the the bird the toys are attacking. So the bird in the door. Although you wasted the natural 20 on your decision whom to attack. If y'all didn't keep transforming into prey, maybe this would be an issue. Alright. Attacking the Kenku by the door. 12 plus something. I'm not sure if it's a strength or dex modifier, but... As long as it's over plus one, it hits. He's using his claws right now. He's just going feral. Two damage. So a zero strength bonus, because tigers are very weak cats, as everyone knows. But he will do an offhand attack for a second one, his other claws. 16. That will also hit. One more damage. You rake the bird across the face a couple times and some feathers fly, but it just seems to enrage the bird. Okay, Tubby, you're up. I want to shoot it again. Does a 14 hit? Yes, it does. 11 damage. You shoot it with your crossbow and you catch it right in the eye and the Kenku falls back. Legs fly up in the air and it moves no more. Cat got your tongue. Missed. It is your attack. It's just you and Chaz right now. So, cards on the table. Since we're doing this, uh, who are you working for? Yeah, I'm not really working for you, Tabashi scum. You know, we're like more evolved. Uh-huh. Cause I'm like I'm a tabaxi, you understand? Yeah, no, I no, I figured that out when you started in with the racism. Oh, that's that that's a low below. <laughs> Straight Minnesota. Okay, there. <laughs> oh, you want to see a low blow and uh, Eldritch Blast? Um, mm, I don't suppose a 10 is going to hit? No, 10 will not hit. Does a 20 hit? 20 would hit, yes. So he will take 15 force damage. Oh, hold on. I misread that. He will take 6 force damage. Chaz raises his arm and he points at you. He says, that wasn't very nice. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Dex saves are not terrible. That roll was, that's a seven. All of a sudden, flame spring up all around you, covering your skin and singeing your fur. And you take 11 points of damage. Whoo! And then they are extinguished. 
they just vanish as quickly as they appeared. So that's how we're playing this one. All right, it is your attack. I think you've got another round before the other Kenku comes down. So now I'll give you two rounds before the other one comes down. I am going to throw a hex on him. Let's talk about hex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the skill checks that you will fail because you have disadvantage on... Oh, let's call it disadvantage on dexterity being a cat. But most importantly, whenever I hit him, he takes an extra 1d6 necro damage. So now I will show him the power of my patron. Sure you don't want to tell me who you're working for? Because, uh, you know, I have to say, I do admire the style. Flames aren't really my thing, but, uh, you know, they're not really cat sits thing either. He looks at his finger, he cocks his head, and he blows on it. <sighs> well... I guess I can kind of tell you who I'm working for, because you're going to be dead soon. Have you ever heard of Shelbalop? Hmm? I didn't think so. Weren't they a band from, like, the 60s? Wait, that's Shanana. Never mind. All right. Well, here's a couple of Eldritch Blasts in his face. Does a 20... Okay, 21 should hit, and therefore 23 should hit. Yes, they both hit. In mimicry, Mist gives him the double guns, each one firing off a kind of greenish blast of energy. The first one strikes him for six force damage. The hex kicks in, burning him for an additional five necrotic damage. The second blast then hits him for nine force damage with an additional four. So that is a total of... 23. However, yeah, that much. You hit him with one and he staggers back and then you hit him with the other and he staggers back. And he looks for a second like he's going to fall over. And then he straightens up and he tilts his head and he said. That wasn't very cool. Well, this has been fun, but I gotta go. So, toodaloo. And all of a sudden starts to run past you. And he's running past you extremely quickly. You get an attack of opportunity. Of course, I don't have any weapons drawn. So, uh, so let me figure out what an unarmed attack, unarmed, unarmed attack would be. Plus strength. Well, I gotta hit him first, right? Yeah. Ooh, 18 to you hit. You swipe at him and you hit him. I don't have a bonus to my strength modifier so i just it'll just be 1d4 but it is a four he takes four slashing damage as he passes me he darts by me and i just like swing out and swat at him you swing out and you swat at him and you catch him like kind of half clubbing half scratching in the back of the neck and you knock him off his feet and he goes crashing into the bottom of the stairs and (laughs) amazingly is knocked unconscious wow Oh, and then this dead Kenku flops down on top of him. <laughs> he had exactly four hit points left. <laughs> but there is a Kenku who has started coming down the stairs and is now staring at you, Mist. And I'm going to say that the Kenku is going to get a, a surprise attack on you. That's fair. Let's just go up top real quick. What are you guys going to do? There's another Kenku up here. No, all the Kenku up there are dead. Well, except for you. So you've killed the two Kenku that were up there. There's one on the stairway engaged with Mist, but you don't know he's there. You know he disappeared, but you do hear a loud crash when the Tabaxi, when Chaz goes into the stairwell. I think Ray's just going to take this moment to kick his already defeated opponent just out of spite. Oh, he moved. Kick him again. It's like he's alive again. (laughs) Gladly. And it kicks him a second time. Okay, so you're literally kicking a dead body. <laughs> Ray, are you going to do any... Uh, Ray, uh... It's, it's called action economy. <laughs> <That's> what... <laughs> I 
trying to stay in character here. Ray would kick the All right, body. that's fair enough. So, Tubby, are you going to just watch and do color commentary on the body kicking? I think I'll go over to the stairs. But only because there might be treats downstairs. What makes you think there might be treats somewhere? There's always treats somewhere. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> pull back the curtain and you peer down the stairs and you see <laughs> Mist and a Kenku engaged in melee range. And then you see behind the Kenku a small bear with a very large bat who clobbers the Kenku right in the back of the knee. The Kenku buckles backwards a little bit and grabs the back of its knee and Mist is your attack. I'm in melee range, right? Yep. As a bonus action, I will still transfer Hex to this thing. Uh, even though the hex isn't going to come into play here. And in doing so, I reach out and put my finger on the bird's forehead and go ding dong and toll the dead. So he needs to make a wisdom save. Oh, he makes it. He makes it. Yeah, I rolled a 16. Mist looks at his finger, pokes it with the other finger. Well, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> He's going to swing at you, Mist. And as he's doing so, he mimics your ding-dong. Would a 16 hit? It just hits. So he hits you with his sword. Oh, son of a... And does four points of damage. That's not great, but the worst part is I have to make a concentration check. Uh, yeah, that's a 20. It is the bear's attack. And the bear is actually going to step around the Kenku, reaches out, and touches your ankle, Mist, and you gain seven hit points of healing. Lovely. Thanks, Baradin. Right back at ya, baby. Tubby, what are you going to do? You see this from the top of the stairs. I mean, Tubby's a bard class, right? And people are making music at each other. And he's like, the ding-dong. And then Kenku goes, ding-dong. And um, <laughs> Tubby's going to lift up his guitar and play. And then... <laughs> grab it by the frets and swing it uh, <laughs> at the Kenku as hard as he can. Roll to see if you hit. Uh, uh, that's going to be a 19 plus something. That hits. For five damage. So, so the Kenku is looking a little worse for wear and reaches up and rubs the back of its head. But he's still up. Ray, what are you going to do? Uh, he's going to go with the melee and then cast Poison Spray on it. He needs a Constitution saving throw then. Against, I think, 13? No, he misses it. Awesome. Three damage. You run up to him, put your hand out, and puff the poison cloud in his face. And he goes, <laughs> and then falls over dead. Ray looks very proud of himself. He's got his chest puffed up like, ha-ha, I killed it. The bear looks up at you and says, Nice work, Tuts. Stop calling me toots. I'm going to drag Chaz out from underneath the Kenku. Since he's at zero, do I need to stabilize him so that he don't, like, die? Since you hit zero exactly, we'll say he's just unconscious. Great. I'm going to go through his pockets. You find a, what looks like a crumpled up letter and a small blade, which has a curved end. And you find a pouch. I want to open it with caution. Because the last time I just like, ooh, what's in the pouch? I sneezed for half an hour. And as good podcasting as that might have been, I don't want to do that again. 
you hold it away from you and you turn your head the other way and close your eyes and then open it real quickly and then crack one eye open and then the other and slowly pull it in towards you and you see it's filled with gems and coins. Silly perks up from across the city. <laughs> Hark! Gems and coins <laughs> traveling. <laughs> My tingling sense is tingling. <laughs> hey, guys, the shopkeeper's over there. Uh, go make sure he's, like, okay. As you're over there talking, you see the little bear has walked over and is standing in front of the door, looking up at it. What are you looking at, little bear? The bear grabs the bottom of the door and starts yanking it all the way open. And as he does so, you see inside is a man. He was sitting on the ground. He looks a bit shocked to see you. He looks even more shocked to see the bear. And he looks up at you and he says, What What happened? I, how did you... And the bear rushes forward and jumps into his arms and gives him a big hug. A bear hug? Aww. He looks up at the three of you standing there and he's like, Who are you? We were sent by, we'll go with a, hmm, friend's a hard word. Uh, how about an interested party concerned for your safety? Oh, oh. And he stands up for a toy maker. He is in phenomenal physical shape. He looks like he probably may have been an adventurer himself at one point in time. I look at his knee. Does he have an arrow wound in his knee? He does not. I wanted to be the one to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh so um living toys that's new probably like i can see a market for it i don't know where they came from i did not make them this way they were very much toys last i saw them the bear looks up at him and just smiles and then hugs him again this is all very strange and you say a friend sent you uh Awkward ally, maybe. It's complicated. Look, point is, someone sent us to save you in the nick of time, as it seems. Do you know why someone would want to break into your shop and rummage around, and I'm guessing that's your safe room back there? Well, um, no, they they put me in there. Huh, let me see. Uh, he looks at the desk, and he looks at the Tabashi on the ground, who you notice is actually starting to move a little bit and moan softly. Oh, pardon me, and I will go to bind him. You tie him up in a very fancy knot. And then the, the shopkeeper, who you're deducing is Sanderson, looks at the Tabashi and just shakes his head and says, I think they may have been after this. And he reaches into his coat pocket, and from it he pulls a small necklace. Hanging on the end of it is what looks like a white piece of stone, but it's unlike any stone you've ever seen before. <laughs> you're going to get him talking about rocks. Hey, hey, I, I, I know what you're thinking, Mike. I know. I know what you're thinking. Yep. Yep. Me too. There go two sessions of the campaign. Anyway, he holds it out for you to look at and he says, have you heard of the Shard of Tear? Or Shards of Tear? Uh, um, actually, I think I have. Are those, like, treats? Yo, what, what are you talking about, Shards of Tear? What? My human guide is from this area, and I think she mentioned something about them once. Yo, she sounds super smart. 
No bias. <laughs> yeah, you should meet the bodyguard. Total sweetheart, but, you know, um, anywho. Uh, Does he have treats? Probably. Do you like ham? Because he's got... Ooh. <laughs> meow. Oh. Is, that, is that enough meta for the for one night? Okay. Um <laughs> I don't I don't know too much about him other than, you know, the name. But that's that's one of them, I, I infer. Most of the people who live in this area believe that they were the first to discover this land. And they think they're all sophisticated with their kingdom and their hero and all sorts of other nonsense. But this continent has been here for a very, very long time. And a long time ago... There was a, hmm, it's the best way to put it, a network of portals that connected the ends of the land. There was one in Nightfall, there was one in Tyr, and there was one on the other coast, in a town which I guess it translates best to First Light. The portal in Nightfall was destroyed long ago. I do not know what became of the one in Tyr, but the one in First Light... The last I heard still functioned, provided, and he holds out the necklace, you have one of these. But this has to be charged in order to use it. And I have no idea how you do that. But I'm guessing, and he points over to the Tabashi, he may, or his employer may. Well, what what might be the purpose of, like, if one of the portals is destroyed and the other one, eh, what's the point of having a, access to a portal that goes nowhere? Uh, no, it goes everywhere. Oh, like a Stargate. Okay. That's... It, how did you come by one of these, if you don't mind my asking? I haven't always been a toy maker. It's a long story. I'll tell you sometime. Once I make it up. <laughs> <laughs> Insight check. <laughs> you, what you're saying is it's a story for another time, and two movies later we still won't know. That's okay. Um, My insight check says uh, this character uh, has no backstory. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He looks at the necklace, and then he looks up at you, and he extends the necklace to you. Uh, this may be better in your hand. You're sure? Well, I mean, I guess... If it keeps people from coming after you, that might not be a bad thing. But before I take this, is there anything I need to know about, like, people who may or may not want to... Is there anything I need to know about this? Like, okay, you got to charge it somehow. But, like, is this going to make my fur fall off or grow a second tail or... I mean, you look pretty healthy, so I'm guessing it doesn't have any, like, negative effects just possessing it. I have told you all I know. And I have had it for many years. And this is the first ill that has befallen me. I mean, to have them break in here, and from what I heard, they trashed my shop upstairs. Yeah, those birds, they totally trashed your shop. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely the birds and that cat, and not another cat, who is clumsy as a motherfucker. You can't trust birds. Or shelves. Mist gives Rumbles a look. And Adam, you know the look that you get from a cat where all the wrongs that have been done on that cat are presented in a single glare. Whatever, I'm over it already. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thanks. 
I will guard it well and maybe use it well. <laughs> and then Sanderson looks at Tubby on the other side of the room and he says, let me see if I have anything in here for you, my good uh, boy. And he, I'm drifting into Arnon. Uh, he disappears into the back room and comes out with a small bag and he shakes it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Rum Tum Tubby starts pacing back and forth. He's <laughs> like, oh, what, what could it be? I, I don't know. Whoa, does it make a sound? Yeah, like as if there's small objects inside the bag. Oh, I want to go and grab it. He sees you running towards him, and he's a little skittish and just throws it at you. You can do a dexterity check to see if you catch it. <laughs> That's an 11. You miss it, and it falls to the floor. No! <laughs> but you pounce on it, and you claw it open, and there's a bunch of dried jerky inside. Oh. Okay, I take a tiny, tiny little piece, and I just start gnawing on it for a while. Hey, got anything for me? I like treats. <laughs> uh, let me see. Um, he goes into the room, and he comes out, and he's holding a small wind-up monkey with symbols. And he hands it to you. You can use this to guard you when you sleep. If anyone comes close, it will make noise. And sounds an alarm. Ray pokes at it. This thing is shit. And just like throws it back at the toy maker. <laughs> well, I know. Oh, <laughs> I think you should leave. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. And he heads upstairs. Thank you for the treat. Do you head upstairs? He looks at Mist and he says, Your friend is a dick. Um, I'm going to debate the first word and agree on the second word. <laughs> Miss turns to walk up the stairs and then sees Chaz and suddenly remembers that he's still there. Uh, do you want us to, like, call the town guard to deal with them, or... Um, uh, no, I'll take care of him myself. Well, sucks to suck, buddy. And Miss steps over him and... Oh, um... Uh, one, one, one more second. Um, he walks up to you and peers up the stairs to make sure that the other two can't hear him. And he reaches out and he gives you a small box. This may help you in your travel. What is it? Well, you have to open it. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> open the magical item, Mist. I will open the small box. You open the small box... And resting on a velvet pillow is a monocle on a chain. God damn it. <laughs> so now I'm a cat in a top hat with a monocle. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be. No, I mean, it's fantastic. Like, it's not at all how I can vision this character. And I, I, I kind of like how this is coming together. <laughs> I think I think like <laughs> whenever the monocle falls off your face if you're a cat <laughs> person you like that immediately like involuntarily have to like bat at it. <laughs> and it just like swings around and around. Huh. Well, this is called a lens of service. Um if you require something to be done, merely put this in your eye or if you want wear it all the time. Think 
and it will summon a servant to do your bidding. It casts Unseen Servant? Ah, uh, yes, it does. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my god. That is so cool. Thank you. You guys part, and Miss, you are quite content with yourself. Are you wearing the monocle? Not yet. I'm keeping that I'm keeping that tucked away. So you're walking down the streets. The sun has come up, or is just starting to come up over the horizon, and all of a sudden things start to grow dim once again. And once again, you find yourself walking in that black void, and you hear the voice of Katzen. You have done well, Mist. The others, eh, you get what you pay for. Gonna say, where'd you find them? You were worried about my friends screwing it up? And you know, sometimes you take a flyer on people, and, well, yeah. This shard, Mist, it concerns me greatly. Gela. And the name? Shelbola? I believe that is the name of your tentacled friend. I believe he is coming for us, Mist. Or more importantly, he is coming for me. For you? I have a life apart from you, Mist. There are always fiends going after Fay, and Fay going after fiends. Mist, you are to find this portal and enter it. You will destroy this creature, but first you will have to discover how to charge that stone. So, uh, need to find an ancient. I get the impression that they're, like, kind of rare. Yes, Mist. You would be right. That is your burden. Well, all right then. Maybe your friends can help you. You place a lot of faith in them. Be careful, Mist. They may not be what they seem. Well, I mean, you know, the one's been a very effective guide, the other one's been a very effective meat shield. Go forth, Mist. A great boon will be granted to you, should you succeed. But, Mist, be careful. Do not fuck this up. met one of their, you know, uh, what do you call them? Friends. I already know that one of them is a thief. So, you know. I'm not a thief. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> also, you're not in this episode, so. Just pokes her head around the what? door. <laughs> not a thief. Where am I? What am I doing here? <laughs> I, I heard your coins jingling. <laughs> <laughs> and I came as quickly as I could. <laughs> From the day we arrive on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and blinking step into the sun. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Okay. So you've sorry. already you've already you've already started work on a musical episode, right, Adam? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants that for me. No, I, I actually think Mist could do an awesome like Gilbert and Sullivan esque patter song. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> There's antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen, and oxygen, and nitrogen, and uranium. Nickel, neodymium, neptunium, germanium, and iron, americium, ruthenium, uranium, europium, zirconium, lutetium, vanadium, and lanthanum, osmium, and astium, and radium, and gold, parctinium, and indium, and gallium, and iodine, and thorium, and thulium, and thallium. This is his comprehend languages. 